It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined. Now, this week is going to be a little bit different. I don't have a guest on, but I wanted to take a few moments just kind of as a sort of reset. We've done a lot of great episodes and more guests to come. So definitely uh, be sure to be tuning in for future episodes. Uh, But I wanted to take a moment because we are as a whole, as this industry, in a really interesting turning point. Uh, And that really is what the message is behind Travel Redefined. Um, We have just made it through an incredibly busy summer, and it doesn't matter what aspect of the travel or hospitality space you are in, you absolutely felt the intensity of what the summer of 2022 was. And now we are, you know, kind of getting into our stride of fall. And then we certainly have the holidays right around the corner. But I just came back from this incredible conference, the lodging conference. Uh, It was held in Phoenix. It was at the JW Marriott Desert Ridge, and there was a lot of really interesting conversation. And so today what I wanted to do is just kind of address some of the key the key points, the key takeaways that were really sort of the overarching themes of the most recent of this conference, because I think a lot of it applies to to many of us, and uh, maybe it can get us thinking about uh, different ways that we can move forward in our respective businesses. Uh, it also lets us know where we where we are succeeding and where we need to focus more, um, because I think that having that honesty with ourselves, certainly as an industry as a whole, is very important. So uh, why don't I go ahead and start diving into uh, some of these takeaways. So first off, What's really interesting, let's just go ahead and we'll talk about hotels for a little bit, um, as as that's certainly an area that's near and dear to my heart. So we all are familiar with, you know, occupancy rates and all of that. Now, what's interesting is right now, on average, occupancy rates in the United States are very close, very close to 2019 levels, which is great news. Now, what's even more interesting is because of the pricing, as we all saw this summer, rooms and just the the price to travel, everything was more expensive. So that actually led our ADR on average to rise from 131 a night to 145. So that's really interesting. So even though we are just a little bit shy of 2019 levels, we are definitely uh, showing that um, our average rates are, are higher. So that's a that's an interesting takeaway, certainly as we are moving forward. And it will only continue to um, to go on this route, on this trajectory. Now, another big takeaway, which I feel like it's the elephant in the room, attracting and retaining talent. Um, this is still an issue. And it doesn't matter whether it's hotels, whether it's restaurants, airlines, all different aspects of the travel and hospitality space are having trouble still attracting and retaining talent. I mean, we saw the great thing was, is that demand was back. Travelers were ready to get back out there. But across the board, 
a lot of businesses really struggled to be able to provide the service at the levels that they were used to because they just simply didn't have the man or woman power for it. So when we're talking about attracting and retaining talent, it is so, so much more than just wages. I will say uh, as a whole, the industry has gotten a lot better as far as increasing wages. I mean, they've had to step up to the plate and do something. But as we all know, it's so much more than just how much somebody is getting paid at the end of the day. Um, there is this notion and this talk of culture. Um, also, how you are creating a, a sense of belonging, a sense that uh, your employees are actually making a difference. Because yes, of course, obviously everybody needs to pay their bills, but they also want to feel like they're doing something uh, they're doing something more. And there's this really interesting thing, and I, I've said this for years prior to the pandemic, um, when it comes to the hospitality industry, we in the United States, it's very different than everywhere else. And especially me being, you know, former hotel concierge. In Europe, I would look around, you know, and I'll just use this as an example. In Europe, I would look to other concierge and I'm like, that is a truly respected profession. And not just concierge. Now we can look through at, at all of these different roles in hospitality, and, and these were seen as professions. And in the United States, all too often we consider jobs within the hospitality industry just that, jobs, not necessarily professions. And I think that we really need to work on changing our outlook and changing how we are grooming future employees that working in hospitality, working in travel, it's not just a side gig until you get something else. It certainly can be that. Absolutely. I, you know, and, and I'm a firm believer that that is uh, one of the great things about the hospitality and travel space. But for those that really enjoy it, it can be a career. And it's also, you know, the trajectory doesn't have to be like, oh, I one day want to be a general manager of a hotel. If that's what you want, great. But that also doesn't necessarily have to be the goal because obviously everybody has different strengths, different things that they um, that they prefer. And it's also all not necessarily directly uh, guest facing as well, too. It's a very different set of talents for somebody maybe working at the front desk or concierge bell staff, housekeeping, et cetera, versus, you know, somebody that's working in finance or sales, marketing. And that's what's so beautiful about this industry is that there really is something for everyone. Um, but I think we really need to do a far better job as far as getting that message out there so that people can really understand that this, no, no, this is actually a profession and not just a side job. And if you start laying the groundwork for that, looking at what maybe some of these bigger Fortune 500 companies are doing to keep and retain their talent and doing what you can that makes sense for your property, your company, I think it'll start to make a big, big difference. Um, so obviously, you know, some things that we have to be considering is that we have to get out there. We have to be inspiring uh a fresh round, new crop, or whatever language you want to say, of employees, and letting them know that it's this it, this is a career, and it absolutely can be, and can be a rewarding one. You know, it is so much more than um, than just this side job. And actually, that's that was one of the main reasons why I wrote my book, which is totally side note. But hospitality from within, the amount that you get back from working in the hospitality industry by helping create these special moments, helping people create memories is really unlike 
any other career out there. And that's something that I think that we need to lean heavily into. So um, again, that's certainly uh, you know a big a big thing. So how can we also um, flexibility? That's another big thing when it comes to scheduling and and hiring new talent. You know, before and I remember this before. You know, when you would apply at a hotel, you're like you basically sign over your entire schedule, work, work night weekends, holidays, doesn't matter. And then you just work your way up the totem pole of seniority. And hopefully you don't have to work Christmas or et cetera. Now, if you are young and single and out of college, okay, maybe you can do that. But for people that have families and, or maybe they are doing something that they are getting a secondary degree or going to college at the same time, as a business, we really have to focus on the talent and, and working with them on their schedule. And we can't just expect, oh, you have to drop everything for us. So it's a little bit of give and take. I'll actually share this story that I don't share this too often, but at my last property before I started working there, and by the way, I ended up working there for nine years. Okay. Uh, The London West Hollywood for those that, that follow me. When I got hired, you know, I knew that I was trying to balance creating my own business as well as working at a hotel. And I was very quiet about the other stuff that I did um, when I would go to hotel interviews. The main reason is I was terrified that despite my impressive resume, despite my excellent work ethic, my honesty, always showing up, covering other people, despite my track record, I was afraid that if I told whoever I was applying for that I had other aspirations and this job was helping me create that dream, that I would not be hired. And I interviewed at the London, a gentleman who's not there any longer. He, he's gone on and he does, he does other things, but um, he interviewed me and he was like looking at me and he's like, okay, what's your deal? Because, and I'm like, oh gosh, where's this question going? And this was probably one of the smartest questions. And I wanted to share this because I think a lot of um, hospitality and travel professionals need to have this mindset. He looked at my resume and he said, quite frankly, Sarah, you're overqualified for this job, but you're here for a reason. I'm not dumb. I am a general manager of a hotel in Los Angeles. So what's your deal? Do you, um, do you want to be on this fast track and become a general manager or is it, is it, you know, do you want to kind of work your way up the ranks in the hotel industry or are you trying to build something else? Are you a writer, a musician, actor? Um, I ask not to judge and not to hold you back from this position. I ask so then we can know how to work with you because if you want to be on the fast track to rise up the ranks in hospitality, we will do that. And we will help groom you so that you can go ahead and get promotions within the company. Alternatively, if you are growing a side business and that is your passion, let us know. We'll work with you on your scheduling and then you also work with us. That's all. I just want to better understand you. And when he laid it out like that, I immediately felt comfortable. I could share with him what I was doing. And I ended up accepting the job there and and I ended up working there for nine years. Now I share this story because it was very frank. It was very honest and it was, it reflected the nature of the industry as well as the market that we're in. So 
again, that's a very long story, um, but it's something that I don't think is talked about enough. And even though that was many years ago, uh, I think it's something that hotel operators and, and general managers, those that are doing the interviewing process, need to have that type of conversation. Because I knew going into that job that, okay, they were going to work with me. They actually kind of cared, uh, which set a completely different tone. And I ended up working there for nine years. So I think that that's a really great example on how we can approach the hiring process moving forward. You know, another big thing as well, too, I mean, I, this this notion of digital tipping as well. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen. I um, advise for a company called eTip. What they are doing in the digital tipping space is incredible. And that's a, and, and why I actually have come on to uh, to advise for them is because I'm so passionate about it. I know how much of my um, profession and my career was was built off of you know tips and commissions, and I also saw it really decline in recent years. So I think that uh, properties, if they are not exploring digital tipping solutions, uh, they need to be. If you do that you are acknowledging and you are sending a message to your staff that you are aware that the industry has changed. You are aware that we are are now increasingly more so in a cashless society and that you are putting methods or helping um, alleviate maybe like a pain point or helping the, your staff earn gratuities where they might not normally get to because people don't have cash on them. So again, that's another another factor that we're definitely seeing a lot with tech. So kind of using, you know, the digital tipping space to talk more about technology. Absolutely. Again, we are seeing this bridge and this has been a long time conversation with the hospitality and travel spaces. Okay, we have travelers and guests that are increasingly more tech savvy. Um, we all have smartphones in our hand. How do we bridge this gap that we can do more things from the palm of our hand? We can give people the option to do things via their phone, but then we also have staff there for individuals that don't want to do that. So I think really the overarching theme when it comes to technology is absolutely properties, businesses should definitely be investing in, uh, in new technology to streamline the guest experience. That being said, technology should not be used to replace your current employees. If anything, it might be to alleviate some bottlenecks in service, if it can, uh, but to really look at technology as, um, as a way to enhance the guest experience as, a as opposed to a way to just take over the guest experience. Because as we all know, um, it just never quite mimics that human connection, which is really what the key to hospitality is uh, all the way around. Um, so that was another another really interesting takeaway. And as far as recovery, I mean, we're definitely well on the way to recovery. We're, we're seeing a lot of exciting growth. Now, obviously, we can't talk about growth without acknowledging that we are in the middle of inflation. Um, different rates are also increasing as well too. So um, it is this interesting time, but uh, for those that are looking at the bigger picture, understanding that it travels well on its way of to coming back and um, it's going to be far more robust than it ever has been. So kind of tying this back in all with, um, with the concept of the show, Travel Redefined. Um, this is this exciting time that, we are 
traveling a little differently. We're delivering service a little differently. Our guests want things a little differently, more meaningful. We're living in far more of a hybrid world. And I think that that's where um, we need to really live. Hybrid in the sense of, I mean, everything. So if you're going to look at it from an employee standpoint, people really are stressing more of a work-life balance, okay? So really stressing that. Um, From a guest perspective, hybrid, more technology to, to go alongside the human interaction. Hybrid from what travelers are doing this concept of leisure travel you know of the big the big thing during the pandemic was like is business travel going to come back well yes it's going to come back um and people have been using their business travel to make it also a leisure trip as well too whether it's tacking on extra days whether it's working half days and enjoying the destination a leisure leisure travel is is huge so that's certainly something um to you know to continue continue doubling down on and creating your offerings around those trends. So ultimately it is this incredibly hybrid world, but I think it's, it's a very rewarding time as well. So um, that's a little bit on some of the key takeaways from the lodging conference. And uh, hopefully you guys took away something from today and enjoyed that story as well too. That's um, I was actually really glad that I thought about that and was able to share it. So um, would love to hear from you guys. What are you seeing? What are the changes that are happening? Um, did you attend this conference? Have you attended another conference? And maybe you've seen different changes. So definitely let us know. Let me know. You can always reach me on all my platforms everywhere. Ask a concierge or LinkedIn um, under my name, Sarah Dandeshi. Always love to hear that feedback. Um, if you learned something from today, would love for you guys to share it with with anybody else. We are continuing to grow. If you'd like to see somebody on this show as well, let me know. Um, or if you want to come on, also let me know. So that being said, uh, that's my little recap. Uh, it is going to be a very strong fall when it comes to the travel and hospitality space and expect the holidays to be even busier. Um, so it's definitely going to end on a very strong note. And then going into 2023, well, we will circle back on that. <laughs> I'm not getting ahead of ourselves. So there you have it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I, I hope you enjoyed it. And I think periodically I will kind of jump in here and do a solo show like this, keep it a little bit shorter, but really do a deep dive into the trends that we're seeing. So expect this moving forward, but also expect a lot of great conversations and interviews as well. So that being said, thank you guys, and I'll see you next week. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, keep on traveling.